Hey everyone, I'm Serena. And I'm Tina, and we are the Mental Health Mamas. Welcome to No Need to Explain. We are so glad you're here. First, as always, a quick disclaimer. We come to you not as mental health professionals or experts in the field, but rather as the parents of kids who struggle with their emotional health. If you or someone you love is experiencing a mental health crisis, please seek professional support. You'll find a variety of resources in our show notes and on our website, no need to explain podcast.com. Tina, as we said in our first episode back after our break, summer has been busy. Uh, It certainly has. Um, Among other things, my family has moved yet again, and hopefully that's it for a while. Right. Moving is such a huge transition, and it's incredibly exhausting and such a great example of something that takes a lot of our emotional and physical energy. Yes, exactly. Sometimes we think about this in terms of uh, a computer with open tabs. So let's start there. Okay. So I'm totally guilty of this on both my computer and my phone. I tend to have so many tabs open at a time. And uh, what about you? Yes. In fact, my son has often said to me, mom, you have so many things open on my phone. And I don't, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And (laughs) on my computer, 98 tabs open. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So as strange as it sounds, it's actually for me, a function of attempting to stay focused. And that's because I often leave a tab open with an article I want to read later or a website Mm -hmm. was something I want to explore. Right. When I have more time. Uh, The problem is that it not only looks cluttered, but we know that it totally slows down our computers and our phones. Right. Those programs running in the background take power away from what we're trying to do. And all the tabs can be totally overwhelming and I never get to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Totally overwhelming. <laughs> My husband tried to show me a trick for grouping the tabs. So it looks like fewer overall. Um, but I told him, uh, I was like, no, 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 don't show me that because uh, I knew it would mean that I would just open more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tempting to do it. Um, so let's shift this to what we really want to talk about. And that's the idea that we have too many tabs open in our brains most times. Yeah. So a good friend of ours shared this analogy with us and gosh, it really speaks to me. So she said to me one day that she was feeling like she had a lot of open tabs uh, in the background running and that those tabs were draining her energy. And we love that analogy. And it really, it totally speaks to me too. Please keep in mind that the conversation we're about to have is not a sciencey conversation, but more about our experiences and observations, like much of what we do here on the podcast. Right. So that being said, we can imagine that many of you can relate to the feeling of having too many open tabs or however you want to think about it. Multitasking and doing all the things is valued by our culture. It makes you feel maybe important uh, to be busy, right? Uh, We think we are really good at multitasking and often pride ourselves on doing it. Right. And this is backed by research. Our brains are not designed to do this. 
Here's a quote from an article posted on the National Center for Biotechnology Information, which we will link to in the show notes. It reads, the scientific study of multitasking over the past few decades has revealed important principles about the operations and processing limitations of our minds and brains. One critical finding to emerge is that we inflate our perceived ability to multitask there is little correlation with our actual ability. Then it goes on to say, we have a hard time multitasking because of the ways that our building blocks of attention and executive control inherently work. To this end, when we attempt to multitask, we are usually switching between one task and another. The human brain has evolved to single task. Okay, so our brains are not designed to multitask. And yet we know that we often have lots of different things going on in our brains at the same time. While this may not exactly be multitasking, we do know, again, from our own personal experience, that all of these open tabs in our brains are draining our energy and using brain power that we might want to be using for something else. Yes, I totally agree with that. So let's talk about those open tabs. Tina, can you share some examples of some of the open tabs you might have right now, or maybe some that you've had open this summer? Yeah. So um, as you loyal listeners know, I have older children and adulting adults is a challenge. And the worry that goes with that is a challenge. And they both have been transitioning into new jobs. And that's been certainly a bunch of open tabs. I had a car accident um, and that has been taking a lot of my time and energy moving, of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, the pain and the medical challenges for my accident. Yeah. So a lot, a lot, a lot going on. So what about you, Serena? Yeah. So I would echo about the kids. Um, you know, my kids are a big one and, and maybe that's just how it is for parents. I feel like each of my kids has a tab open and sometimes more than one, if there are particular challenges that they're facing. Uh, Another open tab that I find particularly challenging is anytime I'm waiting for something, whether that's an answer to something information, I need to move forward on something else or simply being unable to move forward in general. Uh, I don't like being stuck. So this tends to take up a lot of room in my brain. And it feels like there's been a lot of that lately of lack of information and uh, uncertainty. So right along with that is any sort of problem or challenge that I'm struggling to solve. Uh, It's like my brain is constantly running through ideas to find a solution, whether I want it to or not. I know what you mean. And sometimes all these open tabs lead to a sense of paralysis or overwhelm in which we totally get stuck. A lot of guilt over not remembering, not paying attention to things, um, the, the should haves, I should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like when our computers get overloaded and they shut down, right? Y- yes, absolutely. But it's not so easy for us to restart and renew, right? Right, right. So before we talk about what helps, let's take a moment to acknowledge some of what are unfortunately all too common open tabs for many people out there. Yeah, I think in some ways we can start by looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And while some of Maslow's research has been questioned, we know that if your needs are not met in terms of basics, 
sufficient food and water, housing, shelter, and sleep. There's no room in your brain for anything else. You are totally in survival mode. Yeah. And right next to that is a sense of safety. If you are feeling Mm -hmm. unsafe in any way, and this could be actual danger or simply a perception of danger, fear rules your brain, nothing else. Yeah. And we can also add um, childhood trauma, racism, microaggressions, living in poverty, caring for others, whether that's personally, professionally, or both dealing with grief. And as we said before, even just trying to do too many things at once. Oh, that's a lot of tabs open. Mm -hmm, And I'm sure we've missed many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do we do about it? How do we manage all of these open tabs? Uh, Clearly, it's not as easy as just closing them. Right. I wish it were that easy. Just shut it down. Right. Yeah. I Um, mean, when you're exhausted, you're exhausted. Right. And yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I will share that one of the things that I find helpful is to write things down. There are a couple of ways I look at this. There are times when I'm just trying to remember lots of different things. And I realize I don't need to be holding all of that in my head. So I'm curious, do you ever find yourself thinking, I can't forget to... Yes. In fact, I have three lists right now in front of me. (laughs) I've been jotting things down (laughs) for sure. Yes, I do that too. Right. I do it all the time. And I know that the best way to remember is to get it out of my brain and onto paper or even use my technology to help out by sending myself an email or recording a voice message. The other piece of writing things down is if I feel like I'm holding something heavy, uh, like emotionally heavy, I put it by putting it down on paper, I can lighten the load a bit. Um, So Tina, what's something that works for you? Yeah, those are those are great. And um, I'm, I might have mentioned this before. And I'm going to mention it again. <laughs> my therapist helps me. Um, uh, the hardest tabs to close are my worry tabs, honestly, um, things I have zero control mm. over things I'm helping other people hold, like you say. Um, and here's a little tip. Worry is a terrible cycle of escalation that does not get you anywhere, right? It doesn't get you anywhere. So um, my therapist, Mary, better help. Um, and totally not just plugging it. She <laughs> is awesome. She taught me this tip, which I love. It's a little mantra, right? Hold the vision, whatever you're worried about, hold that vision of what you want to happen. Second step is trust the process. Trust that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And again, you have no control over that. And third, get out of the way. Kind of think of it like a balloon, like a helium balloon that you're letting go, letting go of the worry. My problem is I want to grab it back, right? Because mm. I want I want that control. So I also um, saw a sign the other day that said, pray, trust, wait, which is a simpler mm. way to think about it. Hmm. Yeah, I need some of that in my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) Good tip. Thank you. Good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, So, are there other things that work for you? Yeah, totally asking for help. And I am terrible at actually doing this. Um, Serena, you are one who (laughs) constantly reminds me that it's okay to ask for help. Um, And I know that asking for help is one of the best ways to clear some tabs in my brain. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. It is so hard to ask for help. Um, 
And maybe we can think of it like delegation sometimes. Uh And so I have an example of this. The other day, I realized I was trying to remember to complete a form for my oldest. um, But then I realized that tab didn't really belong to me. It belonged to her. So I handed off the task to her and I still had to follow up, you know, those young adults um, Mm -hmm. still learning, uh, but it just make it more manageable. Does that make sense? Total sense. Total sense. I think that sometimes just realizing that you're running things in the background and acknowledging them, call them out, you know, for what, for what they are. And um, that can really go a long way toward lightening your load. There are times when I have things running and I don't realize it and just get frustrated with myself. Right. And that's another good point. Self-compassion and forgiving ourselves is huge. I think we all struggle with the open tabs um, and beating ourselves up about it doesn't work. Instead, we can accept that they're there and learn how to feel better about them. And right along with that is perhaps uh, lowering expectations. We really can't expect to remember everything. Science backs this up for sure. Mm-hmm. It is not possible to do all of the things well or perfectly. And I say that as someone working on my perfectionism problem. That is definitely something I'm working on too. And I think especially when things are extra challenging, um, you might consider delaying any major decisions. If possible, I try to wait until I feel like I can think more clearly. Yes. So funny when you're not old enough yet, Serena, but (laughs) I have gotten a colonoscopy and they tell you when they give you that twilight sleep, do (laughs) not sign any important documents. Do not make any life decisions, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get there. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. um, Something else I'm thinking about is uh, completing the stress cycle. So um, in other words, you know, going for a walk can go a long way towards clearing my head and helping me think more clearly or just getting some physical movement in some way. Absolutely. That was a Emily Nagoski. um, Mm -hmm. Remind me of the book, Serena. Burnout. Burnout. Right. Burnout. It's on my shelf right behind me. So yeah. And to bring us full circle, uh, you know, maybe close some of those computer tabs (laughs) as well, you know, bookmark them or just get rid of them. Yes, yes, absolutely. I um, have already done that. Truly. Yes. (laughs) So podcast friends, we are as always grateful for all of you listening and supporting us. You can help us out by visiting Apple podcasts, leaving us a review, subscribing, and please share with others. You'll find more content on our website, no need to explain podcast.com. You'll also find an email address and we would love to hear from you by email. As a quick reminder, it is not too late to claim our free self-care workbook by signing up for our mailing list, which we, you know, you can do right now on our website, right, Serena? Absolutely. And right with that, this is your gentle reminder to take good care of yourself while you're also taking care of your people. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.